Hey guys, it's Sammy and Robbie back again to tell you about another upcoming con. And we're super excited about this one. Mm-hmm. It's another Indiana one. This one is Pop Con, Indie Pop Con to be exact. And it's going to be in Indianapolis, again at the Convention Center. Indiana Convention Center. Right in downtown Indianapolis. And Robbie will be there April 26th through the 28th. Yes. We were just at the Indiana Comic-Con, so if you missed us, Mm -hmm. you get a chance to meet us again Mm -hmm. at PopCon. Yes. Well, at least Robbie. At least me. Ashley will be there. Oh, yeah. Ashley will be there. That's an exciting thing. Ashley will be there, so you get to meet a lot of us on the network. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two-thirds. Two-thirds of it, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, if you're coming to the show, please stop by the Limitless Broadcasting booth. Mm -hmm. We're always excited to see you. All right. Oh, my God. Well, I guess we'll see you guys at the show. Bye. Bye. You're listening to the Limitless Broadcasting Network. Your whole life can change in an instant. About 50 million adults in the United States have chronic pain. And because of a car accident, Robbie is one of them. In their marriage vows, Robbie and Sammy promise to stand by one another and provide strength when needed. And lately, they've been facing some of their biggest challenges. Join them as they share the ups and downs of living with chronic pain. Welcome to another episode of the Painful Truth of Living with Chronic Pain podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Sammy. And I'm Robbie. And thanks for hanging on with us. <laughs> I know it's been a little wonky with the posting. Yes, we've been yeah. busy with some horror conventions. Mm-hmm. So even though this podcast has been a bit neglected you can always check out our boogeyman you can't kill the boogeyman podcast mm-hmm. that is up to date that has mm-hmm. fresh episodes and you can also check out the pixie dust twins mm-hmm. fresh content fresh episodes mm-hmm. but we're we're trying to get uh this one back up to par so yep mm-hmm. thank you for bearing with us mm-hmm. and we'll keep this thing rocking and rolling all right so you want to just dive in yeah so the other day, Sammy and I were watching Netflix, mm-hmm. which we like to do, often like to do. Yes. And we like documentaries. And mm-hmm. we came across this documentary called Take Care of Maya. Mm-hmm. And it, I think, struck both of us to the core mm-hmm. of when of what the content matter was. Yeah. Sammy heard about it first before I did. I had read about it someplace. or And okay. that's what made us want to want to watch it mm-hmm. yeah how about you take it from there sammy okay so essentially the basic story and you can look this up the documentary because it's new on netflix newer 2023 there's a lot of articles information out there about it so if you look up take care of maya and it's m-a-y-a for maya that's how you spell it but basically what it was was Maya at like nine years old started having she had like asthma and some other health issues, but I know they specifically said she had some issues with asthma. She developed this pain syndrome 
that she couldn't recover from. Like she was crying all night. She was going to multiple doctors. They were trying to figure out what was going on. Um, she had like muscle weakness, burning sensations, um, and all of this stopped started after she had a severe asthma attack in 2015. So they um, ended up, she got diagnosed with complex regional pain syndrome, which is CRPS. And that's <laughs> a real disorder. I yes. found out recently that one of my pain doctors said I had the same diagnosis. I remember seeing it in your staff. And I didn't even know that yeah, until recently. Paperwork. Yeah. So that how that's why how it ties into us. Mm -hmm. But as we keep going to the story, you'll realize how it ties into a whole overall podcast. Yeah. So uh, she went to a lot of different doctors. Um, her parents, Jack and uh, how did you say her name? Beta. 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 Um, we believe so. Sorry if yeah, we said that wrong. Yeah, I can't remember exactly, but they went to a lot of different places trying to find someone that could help her, and they found a doctor, Dr. Anthony Kirkpatrick, who is an anesthesiologist and CRPS expert, and he was in Tampa, Florida. Now, they were from the St. Petersburg area. Well, at least it wasn't a far drive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so they're like us <laughs> in Florida. Um, so this doctor, Dr. Kirkpatrick, identified the pain disorder, and um, we actually, in the documentary, you know, there was some, like, discussion about whether that's what she had or didn't have, but there were at least two other doctors who also diagnosed her with this, okay. with this disease. So, um, but basically, like, if you look it up, I mean they i guess they're saying like a lot of kids can develop it which i had no idea that was a thing i didn't know that yeah. either but it's it's something that children can definitely develop and i guess standard treatments are usually a lot of physical therapy okay. is usually the go-to and that's what my ended up doing as she got older she they were talking about that in the documentary at right. the end. she was doing a lot of physical therapy but it took her like over a year to, to get learn how better to walk again yeah and she still has pain flare-ups and something she'll just have to be dealing with well i think everybody can agree especially from this podcast that mm -hmm. when you're diagnosed with chronic pain you're never over chronic pain mm -hmm. like i i've been hurting recently and i don't even know why yeah. like i'm more fatigued more tired mm -hmm. my pain is just growing out of control, but you have your good days and you have your bad days. Exactly. And what's prompted this whole documentary and started this whole thing was that Maya saw this Dr. Kirkpatrick who said that ketamine is a good treatment for the um, now, for the pain syndrome. Now you being a pharmacist, can you concur with that? I've seen and we've looked this up before because we've actually I think you've talked to Dr. Thomas about ketamine infusions and things. I think I, he had brought that up to you before. Really? I did yes. not. I, you don't remember that? I. Yeah. It's so ketamine for pain is more what I would say experimental, not like an official like FDA thing really as much, but it's, it has been shown to help. They say it like resets your nervous system. Really? And that's the idea behind helping with the, the pain syndrome. And what kind of a doctor would prescribe that? Uh, I mean, ideally, it'd probably be a neurologist. A neurologist, okay. Yeah, who would be doing things like this. So, like, for instance, Maya went to the doctor. He said, you know, let's get her on some ketamine injections. She was doing that, and it wasn't totally relieving it. So he said she should do an infusion. It was kind of crazy, though, because he said that she was going to do an infusion and be put in a coma for, like, five or six five, days. six days. And the only place they did it was Mexico. I would be worried about Mexico. 
Yeah, that whole thing makes me nervous, but I understand why they did it because they felt like probably they didn't have a choice. I mean, the parents probably felt like they didn't have a choice and she was still in pain and they thought they needed to try whatever they could to help her. I will tell you, when you're at that point, you'll try anything. Yeah, exactly. That's why I understand. That's probably where they were at, especially for their kid. I remember in the documentary before her before she goes under she was worried that she wouldn't wake up and mm-hmm. she was bawling she was like will i wake up and mm-hmm. they're like yes 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 mm-hmm. i would have the same fears yeah that would be one of my main concerns is am i gonna wake wake up from this bitch exactly like how am i gonna be different afterwards yeah so i get that well she did the infusions they said it helped and she was actually doing really well after she got the infusions and went home and they mentioned that they couldn't keep seeing Dr. Kirkpatrick because they couldn't afford to keep going to him because I right. think the insurance didn't cover it. So they switched to a different doctor who still was giving her ketamine. He still prescribed it. He, she was doing injections. So she was still on the therapy, but it wasn't as high a dose. Okay. So in October 2016, she had a relapse of symptoms. She started having really bad stomach pain was crying out. So her dad took her to Johns Hopkins All Children's Hospital in St. Petersburg. Mistake number one. And that's where all of this was going downhill. So her mom was telling everybody at the hospital, like she needs ketamine, she needs this dose. Now keep in mind, her mom was also an infusion nurse. So she was a little bit more versed in the medical field, but also, I feel like when you have somebody that has issues, you probably just get to know stuff anyway, right. because you become kind of an expert on what's going on with them and reading about it and educating yourself. Don't you pretty much know everything I'm on and everything I'm taking? Yeah, but I mean, it's easier for me because, you know, pharmacist, but yes. I just mean in general, even if she hadn't been a nurse, she probably would have known a lot of right. things, but she was going in there and she was, we said Polish, right? Yeah. So they didn't like her demeanor they said she was being aggressive when she came to the hospital and was telling them what to do and they decided that the the whole syndrome was made up and that her daughter didn't really have this and they were medically abusing their daughter so the hospital called in dr sally smith who's a physician with over 30 years of child abuse pediatrics experience and was also medical director of the child protection team for Pinellas County at the time. Okay. So she didn't work for the county. She worked to she worked with a child services company called Suncoast Center Inc. And that's Pinellas County had basically outsourced its child services to this company, Suncoast Center Inc. Okay. And that's who she actually worked for. Now I'm getting all of this information from Insider com and usa today because they had some articles on it so these are things they talk about in the documentary too but i couldn't remember all this stuff but all this is coming from a source yeah so a cited source yeah not just like i didn't just like google random stuff so yeah so dr sally smith what they're saying in the documentary was she went in didn't really introduce herself didn't explain why she was there asked the i think it was the dad and the daughter some questions and then she was the one who ultimately was like, oh, they're abusing her. Don't and, pass go. Don't collect $200. And You're abusing her. from that point, the parents were told they couldn't see her anymore. The mom, every time she called her daughter at the hospital, had to have like supervised phone calls with her. 
and she was not allowed to go to the hospital and see her. They eventually relented and let the dad go in because I guess they perceived mom as more of a threat more than a dad. Threat. Yeah. So he was able to finally go and like see her, but they would not let her mom come and see her at all. And they kept her in the hospital for 87 days. It's crazy. Where she didn't get moved to a different hospital. She wasn't getting any other treatment. They were the only ones treating her. And she's Maya still says this day that, you know, if she wasn't getting better, she didn't think they were really helping her, but that the nurses and the staff would talk about her and say, oh, she's sitting cross-legged on the bed. She moves around by herself. So this is made up. She's only in pain if her mom is around. So she's not, she doesn't really have these issues. First of all, a person that experiences chronic pain, you can't tell somebody if they're in pain or not pain. Mm -hmm. People with chronic pain have good days and they have bad days and they have worse days. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you can move around better than other days. Mm -hmm. I feel like nurses should be appraised to that, especially mm -hmm. working in the hospital. Mm -hmm. And if you guys agree with me, let me know. Yeah, I agree. Pain is subjective, not objective. So you can't base it off of what you're seeing for little snippets of time. That's right. not fair. And if she's saying she's in pain and she still is adamant about that to this day, then you, that's not not a thing you should do, especially to a child, a nine-year-old little girl yeah, who's trapped in the hospital. They wouldn't tell her what was going on. They just said she couldn't see her parents. I they mean, They basically kidnapped her. It's insane what they did. Legally and, kidnapped her from her parents. And they had to go to court about this entire thing. And Maya was brought into court in a wheelchair and had to sit there while a judge decided whether the hospital could legally continue to hold her hostage, essentially and not release her to her parents who wanted to seek other treatment at this op, you know, obviously they just at wanted to get stage. her back and take her someplace else for help. And the judge said no. And then, and keep in mind, she was gone over Thanksgiving, Christmas holidays. Didn't they keep her almost 90 days in the hospital? 87 days. 87. That's so right. So at the hearing, her mom like fainted when they said she couldn't take her back, which that's super traumatic. I can imagine and she asked they asked the judge if she could just hug her daughter and he said no and then like a couple days later her mom hung herself in the garage and killed herself left That's a letter crazy yes now i think a lot of things went into play with this obviously this whole hospital situation now dr kirkpatrick she was in touch with and i do think he made the situation worse the doctor Yes, because if you remember, he was telling her like, oh, your daughter's going to die in there because she's not getting the right treatment. So, I, I mean, like she's that. already going to be on like 100 and then you're just escalating the situation the and not being helpful, I think. Right. So that's going to make her spiral probably even more. Right. But at the end of the day, like I, you know, read some like Reddit threads and stuff on this because I was curious what everyone thought and if there are any more articles and stuff out there. But I mean, some people brought up a good point that she probably, her mom probably killed herself because she felt like they were blaming her. They were going to bring her like charges against her for this. Yeah. And, you know, obviously they were giving some leeway to the dad. So in her mind, it probably got to the point where the only way that Maya would ever get out or be able to be back with her family is if she was just gone and not like I left the country gone or I left the state gone like she's dead. She can't interfere anymore. And I mean, that's what happened within like, it was like five days. 
yeah. they released Maya to her dad who went and got another exam across the country. Uh, or at, well, no, I think it was like New Jersey. So yeah. not across country. So yeah, he went to like New England, like New Jersey or something and had another doctor that the court and he could agree on to look at Maya. And he said, yes, she does have this syndrome. So and he agreed with the diagnosis and the hospital kept saying she didn't have it, but they never gave her a new diagnosis from what I understand in like the medical paperwork. They were treating her for it, giving her pain medicine. They gave her like tramadol or something for it, which tramadol sucks. Well, and it's it's an opioid. It's not oxycodone or oxycotton. You know, it's a very weak one. Right. So I mean, like, you think that the right thing at this point in time is to give her an opioid? No. That well, she could I don't get know. addicted to. I mean, like, I just it's a double edged sword. It wasn't working though. I mean, she said it wasn't helping. She talked to her mom on the phone. She even said, like, no, it's not helping. So even when they gave her the opioids. Yeah. Like, why are you still giving this to her? Like at this point, it's not doing anything for her. She says she's still in pain. You're just giving her something that's gonna possibly get her addicted to it. Correct. And she's again a child. So not understanding that. But yeah, it just it was terrible to hear about. And it's even worse because they actually tie it into other families, not even just in Florida, but across the country, country yeah. who've had the same sort of issue where they take their child in. And granted, there are people out there who do abuse Use their, their children. Yeah, I don't know. And I sh- should have looked this up, but we kind of put this together last minute. But I'm curious, like, out of the people who are truly abusing their children, how many of them are like, let me take them to the hospital right. to get checked out? Because you're doing this to them. So why right. would you seek treatment to help? Like, you're not going to really care. Right. No, I agree with that. I would feel like that. I don't know, because I would never well, do that's, something like that's that. That's what I was thinking when I was watching the documentary is mm-hmm. if you're abusing your child and you're causing them pain, you're not going to bring them to the hospital. Why would you do that? Just yeah. to get yourself in trouble? It doesn't I mean, make come any on, sense. Guys. Yeah. I mean, it, like, I could understand if, you know, someone else in the family, like, your husband is abusing your child, and you take, you know, as the mother, you take your kid into the ER, and they realize something's going on, and it is child abuse, and they investigate it. Well, he is doing something, and he didn't bring the kid to the ER. So I guess I could see in a situation like that. But I just would wonder why, if you're beating up your kid while you're like, oh, well, let me take you to the ER now to get right. fixed up. I don't know. Just doesn't make sense. So the USA Today actually did a whole article about this and specifically about Dr. Sally Smith. Okay. That's interesting. So yeah, critics say, and I took direct quotes out of the article, critics say the pediatrician is too quick to diagnose child abuse, traumatizing families. So that's like the headline of the but wouldn't you think if you're one of the doctors that you employ are in the USA Today, mm-hmm. you should probably let them go? Well, she's retired now, okay. is what this website says, I believe. But she's still in the hospital. Like, you could go to her the hospital and look them up I'm, and then I, see I, her she's profile. She's still listed on there, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she... Basically, according to the article, because she was the head of the the child protection team in that county she basically looked at every child that was funneled to the all children's hospital that had suspicious injuries so she was called in for all of these kids the usa today network reviewed hundreds of smith's cases in conjunction with a multi-part investigation into florida's child welfare system to be published in coming months 
it found more than a dozen instances where charges were dropped, parents were acquitted, or caregivers had credible claims of innocence, but suffered irredeemable damage to their lives and reputations. Obviously, they got a kickback somewhere. They were getting money from this. (laughs) I mean, I'm speculating here, but the more you say their child abuse, the more money you're going to get. And that was, yeah, big speculation I was reading on the internet too, is they, as we said, the Suncoast company, they outsourced their child protection investigations and stuff to this company. So you would assume that their part of their job is to find these cases. And if they're not finding them, then they're not going to get paid. paid. So don't you find that funny that they would outsource this to an outside very company? Strange to me. And Highly the money sus, as the and, kids would say. Exactly. And that's why I was like, it does seem very fishy as far as where are the payments going, the money going, how are they getting paid? I just it seems like this is one of those things where it should not be an outsourced yeah, company it, that they're paying it'd for. Be somebody in the because hospital of the incentives, you know. With training. Mm-hmm to diagnose this kind of thing. Well, she did. She went to, um, like, she got a special certification or something in it. Oh, great. Well, I'm talking about somebody that went to, like, medical school. She's a doctor. Like, Dr. Sally, she is a MD. But obviously not a very good one. I'm not arguing that point, but she is an MD, and then she got a special certification in this in, like, 2009 or something. Well, obviously For investigating, like, child abuse Go back and and get her money back, because she's not... Well, part of what I wonder, and this is coming from, like, um, personal experience... Like when I worked in at CVS retail, it really like started to jade you as a person. Like you would just start to not trust patients. You would just be like, oh my gosh, everybody's just out to like yell at me. Everybody's, you know, trying to scheme me out of getting narcotics. It's like, it starts to kind of skew your viewpoint and part of it's the environment, you know? And I wonder if part of that was like, you know, she was seeing real abuse cases and then she starts suspecting everybody. But then you get to a point where now you're going too far. Yeah. Don't you think you should be like, notice this and be like, I need a break or yes. I need to take a leave of absence. I, or I need someone to come in with me. Or I like, need a partner or Exactly. Something. Like, that's what I was going to say. But that's the point where you need to say something needs to change because I don't like, I'm, I'm not doing this the way I should be doing it. Right. And so- don't you think at the end of the day she probably thought she wasn't doing it accurately or i mean you have to wonder or she was just doing it just to do it i don't know but they had some cases listed in the or some quotes whatever in the usa today article so first one they list is the one about beta kowalski a 43 year old mother of two who died by suicide in 2017 after smith accused her of munchausen syndrome by proxy which is what they they said, um, which basically where she's making Maya out to being to being sick or having this illness and it wasn't true and she just got attention from it and she liked it didn't s- seem that way but again documentaries tell one side of the story they have one viewpoint and there's right. three sides to every story right however we're gonna tend to lean <laughs> towards the family having had a lot of personal right. experience with the pain syndromes and people not believing you and thinking 
when they, just when because they see you're out, you're doing out things and you look like you're walking around okay you so, must not be in pain exactly there's nothing actually wrong with you you're just making it up why do you have a handicap sticker or people yelling at you why mm-hmm. do you have a handicap why sticker? are you in the handicap spot so you don't need it you don't deserve it you look fine yeah i've had all that done to mm-hmm. me i remember getting braided by a family member of yours saying I was dragging you out to Disney World and forcing you to go with me to Disney. Would never have done that, by the way. Don't do things like that. Um, Oh, and I just lost, I had another thought. I I just lost. Sally Smith is, I know she probably thought she was doing it right, but I feel like she ended up doing things overly wrong. Oh, and that's why I think yes. there should be oversight in, in a position like that. Yeah, there should have been, there should not be one doctor they who should, goes in and makes this decision. Right. There should There'd be a, be a team board yeah, of doctors, team. at least two, three doctors who go in and look. Now, granted, when you're at the hospital, which is where these patients were, there are other doctors constantly coming in to treat the patient because she's literally only there to say like, oh, you're abusing your child based on these injuries. Like that is her entire purpose. So when she shows up and doesn't introduce herself or explain what she's doing, that is what she's doing. And I saw somewhere in there, they actually referenced like the fact that like, it's basically like you're talking to the police and you don't know you're talking to the police and you should know what she's in there to do. And you know, because not everyone's gonna have the perfect answer or the right answer. And especially if like your new parents or you're upset because your child is in the hospital and you're flustered and she's asking you questions and you know what I mean? Like, I don't think it's always fair because you never know how people are going to react in stressful situations and they may not respond the way they would have or explain themselves very well. Right. Because they're stressed out about whatever's going on. Right. And I remember what I was going to say. So, and I don't remember the name of it, but there's a show and like a documentary, uh, Joey King was in it about a true Munchism syndrome by proxy where the daughter, the mom was keeping the daughter hostage and told her she had to live in a wheelchair and like tube fed her and all this stuff. And there's literally nothing wrong with her. And I can't remember the name of it right now. Jesus, did we watch that? Yeah, did well, we... I I think we watched it together. I know I watched I the think whole the, thing. The, I think we tried to, but the girl, I didn't like her voice. Her voice is very high pitched, but yeah. that's how the actual- And I couldn't get into it. But that's how like... she was. Like Joey King did a like super, Ex, like amazing impression of her like she really dialed into that character i know exactly what you're talking yeah about. and like she killed her mother at right, the end right yeah because uh, i get it you know whatever anyway, happened to her now well brought- she went to jail but i think she's out or got out or maybe she's still in jail i don't remember she it's didn't a get long acquitted? time ago we watched it wow i would think at that point in time you should be like you know what kind of understand where you're coming from yeah but anyway but that's one that's a true Munchism syndrome by proxy situation. And that's bad. So yeah. don't do that. No, don't do that. In this case, I don't think that they were doing that to this poor little girl, Maya. I don't think that's what they were doing to her, especially since she's now 17 and in the documentary and so emotional and so upset and basically said she doesn't want to ever go to hospitals yeah. or see doctors because of the trauma she experienced from this entire situation. She doesn't want to get kidnapped again. Mm-hmm. And just, and I saw people online, they're just like, Oh, she's moving fine in the documentary. Look at her. She can put her hands above her head and she looked fine in some of those videos from the hospital. Again, pain can fluctuate. Right. I would not 
call her a liar based on the way you think she is or is not moving because someone else in that said they have the same syndrome and I guess the way she was like sitting at one point in the documentary like somehow she was sitting they were like oh I do that and I have like the same the same issues as she does and furthermore if you look at Maya like the people who were like oh she looks fine as a 17 year old she's very skinny she almost looks malnourished and I I don't think I'm sure her dad is feeding her because to be fair her her brother's kind of skinny too but she is like scrawny looking and when they didn't have a whole lot of makeup on her you could see like the darkness under her eyes and she she does not look yeah she does not look like she's a 17 year old who's doing well she looks like she's a person dealing with pain yeah so i i believe it and that's let let me share some of these other other examples too so we know about this one with the kowalskis because we just watched the whole documentary so from the usa today article uh, John Stewart, who's a Marine Corps veteran, spent 300 days in jail on Smith's allegation that he killed his girlfriend's son by throwing him repeatedly against a soft surface. Prosecutors dropped the charges after a neuropathologist contradicted Smith's findings. Well, good for him. But can you imagine what an accusation? Oh, my uh, God. Wasn't there in the documentary, they said one guy spent 15 years in prison. Yeah. And there was from her allegations. Yeah, there was definitely someone in there. Yeah, who said that it's insane. There's another one. Tara Brown underwent three grueling rounds of in, in vitro fertilization to conceive twins with her physician husband. She was accused of inflicting countless fractures on her six-week-old infants, but the charges were expunged after another doctor diagnosed them with a rare bone disorder. So she's like facing these kids who are having obviously lots of problems with the fractures and Mm -hmm. everything and probably in a lot of pain. And now she's being accused of purposely hurting them only to find out they have some sort of rare bone disease. What an asshole. It's insane. Um, also apparently in hospital lectures, Smith would warn, um, you know, I don't know who all would attend these lectures, but I'm assuming it's doctors, physicians, you know, yeah, maybe interns, whatever. Continuing as education. Smith warned that parents and caretakers were often full on lying. And I think that's horrible. She said, we have to ask a lot of questions to trip them up. Most of the time they're They've thought of the main lie, but they haven't thought of all the details. So if you keep asking questions, the story falls apart. And again, yes, if you're lying, you're going to get tripped up or make a mistake. But these are not people, again, who are sitting, having a calm conversation with you. They're sitting in a hospital room with their child who's injured enough that they came to the hospital for treatment. I mean, it's hard to keep everything straight or you know have your head in the right place when you're so worked up or worried about what's going on correct yeah i mean it can definitely make it look like maybe you're lying or misleading or not telling the truth because you're probably tired and stressed out because i mean when you're in the hospital you're not getting sleep you're just you know it's just nurses doctors are always in and out of your room yeah and if you're but if you're just there as a caretaker i mean yeah i was with you i wasn't the patient but yeah i was People it was a rough in, week in the hospital. Flip on their light. Mm-hmm. Like it's, you'll be five in the morning. Yeah. Come in and flip on the light when you're mm-hmm. dead asleep. Yep. Mm-hmm. I should have yelled at that nurse, but I was. The loud one. Yeah. Yeah. She was the worst one. Um, 
And then there was another case that there were more cases they had mentioned in there, but some of them were long. But one of them, um, the parent was thinking about suing because of what had been done to her and her family. And she tried to get a copy of Smith's medical report from the state and was told it was confidential. That shit just pissed me off because this is a medical record related to your child and the state's gonna be like it's confidential no it's not fucking confidential because you came into the hospital and wrote about my child and it's in their medical records did she get an attorney i don't know it didn't go any further about her damn i actually hope she did but that that just makes me so mad and yeah the reason i think it did hit home so much was because there's a lot of questioning maya's lying her mom is causing all of this a lot of not believing what was actually going on and that I, that doesn't sit well with us after <laughs> after they the doctors and the nurses found out that her mother died they were like yes we did the right thing by protecting this they child. had text messages yeah yes. they had text messages they were gloating about it and that's Horrible. what made me sick to my stomach that's why i wanted to talk about this on the podcast yeah is because it's terrible this little girl went through hell and back. It was trapped in the hospital with little to no contact with her parents. No contact really with her mom had to be on supervised phone calls, which they played some of them. And there's a whole nother thing about the uh, social worker that was placed with Maya who had acute been accused of abuse yes. of children in the past. I guess the they said the charges were dropped, but that's I don't know. They still didn't seem to trust her very much. And yeah, I understand why. And when the mom, I understand the mom is asking my questions. They're like, you can't talk to her about that on the phone. But they just sounded aggressive towards the mom on the phone. You could hear it when she's trying to talk to her daughter. And I don't care if you don't like what she's saying to her. Like, this is her daughter and you guys are keeping her hostage there. And to just be like, well, my has to go because I have other patients to go see. I have something else to go do. Like, that's such bullshit. And Maya's like, oh, my phone doesn't dial out. And then the nurse or the social workers come on the phone like, oh, no, she can dial out. She just has to ask. And I'm like, why would she have said that, though? Because doesn't that seem strange that Maya just brought that up? Wouldn't it seem like she probably did try and ask? Yeah. And she said, Maya said she could hear the nurses talking about her in the hallway, about how she was lying and making it up. And I just, oh, it makes my blood boil. Sucks. Even the food sucks. Terrible. And they kept her in there for 87 days. Yeah. 87 days. You think they billed her for that time? Yeah, they were still sending stuff to their insurance the entire time. And all of it was billed under the regional pain syndrome for the treatment. And so, They said she didn't have it, or at least Dr. Sally Smith said that's not what she has. But, but nobody were... treated her for anything else. They didn't diagnose her from what I understand in the medical records with anything else. So... S- that would have been another question of mine. So if I don't have this diagnosis, mm-hmm. what 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 did she have? You let me know, smart guy. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a question you would probably be asked to like, if he doesn't have this, what do you think he has? Exactly. And I understand that the staff is there, you know, at the hospital to help you. But some of these emergency room people are not the most pleasant no, in the world. And again, they see lots of people coming in and out, but I've seen lots of posts TikToks, wherever, Reddits, whatever, of these people that work in emergency rooms and pain patients in particular say they can't go to the emergency room if they're in a pain crisis because they're accused of seeking drugs. drugs. And yep. 
they're all treated like drug addicts, even if they're really looking for help or they go in there and they say, I really don't want a narcotic. I want something though to help me because I'm in pain. And that's how they are treated. And it's from these emergency rooms. I'm sorry to say, but a lot of them have that whole jaded thing where they're just rude and suspicious of everybody. So you got yeah. this mom coming in and she's just like, this is what you need to do. They're, they're not going to like that. And no. that's what happened in this case. But I just... I'd love to talk to an emergency room doctor <sighs> about pain patients and what they see on a normal basis. Mm -hmm. so, and they're not all like that, but, yeah. or, you know, the nurses and the doctors and that they're not all like that, but there's enough people have posted on social media that it, it really upsets me. I'm like, you are there to help. So if you're a doctor people. and you want to be interviewed, please hit us up. There's a doctor on TikTok actually. That's a that's a that's an anesthesiologist. I think he's an anesthesiologist. Anyway, he posts a lot about pain patients in particular and women's health. And I've actually seen some like gynecologists and stuff kind of ding on him because one of the things he posts about is if you're going to get like an IUD mm -hmm. that you should ask for local anesthetic and for pain relief because they like to say when you go in to get your IUD that it is a pinch, it's slightly uncomfortable. No. And lots and lots of women have said it's so physically bad. I got sick afterwards, like throwing up from the pain. I couldn't walk. I couldn't stand up afterwards. I got it. Like, and they're just told to take like some Tylenol or ibuprofen. And, Fuck all that. And noise. he's he's one who's like, no. And there are some gynecologists who are like, no, you don't need to do local anesthetic. It doesn't do anything. No. And then there's other ones who come out and they're like, listen, I only, if I'm going to do an IUD, I'm going to give them pre-pain relief, post-pain relief, a local, like who have agreed with him. So it's always interesting to see how people are on two spectrums. But he also just talks about general pain patients and, and he, he's really like, that's his big thing is we'll try to, to get him on the about. podcast you have to look him up and i can't remember his instagram handle right now i have to look it up and post in the show notes but he's he's one that comes to mind that i'm always just like oh okay that's nice to see when people are advocating for pain patients and yes yeah. there are people out there who go to the hospital and they're in drug sinking and and whatever but at the same time if there's someone who came to the hospital and they're lying to get drugs Maybe you should also have some empathy because they're obviously struggling yeah. with addiction. So maybe we should try and help them other ways yeah. rather than just being like, oh, they're druggies, whatever, you or know, they need some help. Blah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. they need some help, you know, mm -hmm. it's it's a tricky situation. But I can tell you, like working at CVS, it started to make you suspicious of everybody. And yeah, there were people who would come in with we watched uh, lots of documentaries on fake prescriptions and and these pill mills we just watched another one american pain yeah that's a good one if you want to check that out but you know where they're running the pill mills especially down here in florida and those people yeah they're just addicts but that pissed me off because first of all you have these two knuckle-headed dumbass guys who could go in and open a pain clinic what the fuck first of all you shouldn't have any business being able to do that but that is what it is and they literally just wanted the money. They didn't care about these people. Right. They, these doctors clearly didn't care about these people. I'm sorry. I they just, just wanted, wanted the money, the money, the money too. And that's some bullshit too. But that's what these people are in it for. We're money. They literally would be like, oh yeah, if someone would slip us to 50, they got bumped to the front of the line. And I'm just like, that's 
horrible. And they would just go in, do they did fake MRIs behind a strip club. Yeah. You should watch like, it. It's American Pain yes. on Max. There's like there's people out there who do shit like this to get these people addicted. And then these people go to the hospital looking for more pain relief or pills because they're addicted. Like, hello, they need some help. Okay. Right. And then you got real people like Maya who go to the hospital and who really, really need help and don't get what they need and are accused of lying. And so Maya's mm, family ended up suing the hospital. They're currently suing them. Yes. Oh, I thought it ended. No, they, it's supposed to go to trial in September if they don't move okay. it, but we know how that goes. So, yeah. So they're currently suing them mm-hmm. for what happened. So to they, Maya. they sued on the original lawsuit, Dr. Sally Smith and Suncoast and then the hospital and the uh, social worker. So Dr. Sally Smith and Suncoast have settled already with them. Okay. And they got money from them. And the current one is against the hospital. I think still the social worker because she works for the hospital. Hopefully they get paid off of that. But the hospital is still listed in there. And they have a big team of lawyers from what they saw in the documentary. They got a lot of people working on this for them to try and get some sort of justice but they're not gonna fix it i mean no her mom's still dead yeah no matter she still has this syndrome i mean no matter how much money they get it won't bring their mother's back back and i feel bad for her brother too i mean like yeah me too everybody is more focused on her well there's his point of view Mm -hmm. and i feel bad for the dad as well how he, he has to just keep on going even mm-hmm. though his wife, probably best friend, killed herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's horrific. And he had, he's like, he describes the documentary and it's so sad talking about her brother came over and he found her and called out for him. And I just can't imagine. And then the he's wife's literally, brother, the wife's brother, yeah, came sorry, over. the wife's brother. And literally the dad is talking about like, he's like, I don't know how to tell Maya, but clearly you have to tell her Yeah, she's not going to call you anymore. You know, that's so sad. Oh, that made me so sad during that documentary. It just really upset me. It's a, this is a really special documentary. Mm-hmm. I definitely think you guys should watch it. It yeah. definitely will infuriate you. It'll make you feel sad. You go through all the ray of emotions you mm-hmm. can. Yeah, I would love to get them on the podcast. I'm going to try to reach out to them. Yeah, to see if they would be interested in coming Mm -hmm. on. But I'm not going to hold my breath. I don't know. And the only thing that concerns me is it looked like it was really hard for Maya to to do the documentary. So I'm thinking about their dad. Yeah, I think. Yeah, because Maya, I just. Oh, it was so sad that entire time watching her try and talk about her mom and what happened to her. And you can just tell it's it's still hard for her. Right. Oh, terrible. So anything else you want to say? I don't know. Any other thoughts or feelings about it? I just I don't like how people and when you're in the pain. Patient people judge you. Yeah. And I don't like that. I don't have a solution for it. Mm-hmm. Like me, I get bullied all the time for having a handicap placard. Yeah, people get so pissed at me. I've yelled at a couple people because of it. Well, you should. You should stick up for yourself because I do. there's no no reason to go up and say you don't deserve that. Right. Because you Absolutely. don't know. You don't know what anyone's dealing with. But it just it it, it made me mad. 
to think that a, a hospital, doctors, several doctors couldn't see the truth in front of their face. Mm-hmm. And now somebody lost their life, life over it. Yeah. And they were supposed to be helping. They're, yeah. You go to hospitals for help, not to be kidnapped. Mm-hmm. And I can understand why she would be upset. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So go check this out. Take care of Maya on Netflix. On Netflix. Yep. And uh, if you have Max, HBO Max. Yeah. Uh, definitely check out American Pain. Yeah. We might do an episode about that as well. Yeah, maybe. I feel like we've talked so much yeah, about, about opioids and, yeah. and pill mills. But if you're curious, because I know we've recommended like the, the pharmacist Netflix documentary yeah, right. and, you know, to, and then we did that whole thing from the Hulu series Dope Sick and recommend right. that documentary. So it's the same sort of idea. And this one really focuses on the money and they literally have. They have this great video in American Pain where the undercover cop goes in to be seen. And it's it's bullshit when you watch like he just wanders in there and he's just like, oh, I need to be seen. And they tell him to wait. And he says, what if I give you an extra 50? He's bumped ahead to the front of the queue. They send him to go get an MRI at the strip club MRI. And it's just like he's the whole time like you can just see it's it's all bullshit and they just diagnose him with whatever circle things on a chart. He goes to see the doctor the doctor is asking him questions and I know at one point he says do you drink alcohol and he says yeah sometimes but I can stop and the doctor calls in the kid who started the pain clinic. The doctor's not making any clinical decisions here he calls in the kid from the pain clinic and he's like. Oh, this one says he drinks alcohol. I'm not, I don't want to prescribe for him. So they send him to the other pain clinic they own across town. And they're like, they'll write it for you. <laughs> it just really shows it's you what is going on. It's, it's a really good, like we've heard it from the pharmacist yeah. and everything was going on, but this is like a really good viewpoint of the money they were making and what they were doing. Yeah, and what they were spending the money on. Yeah. So <sighs> all right, guys. We will try to be more updating regularly now mm-hmm. we're not due for another con until september we're going to be at 90s con mm-hmm. and then we have two in october it's gonna be Spokala busy time. and spooky empire yes so if you see us at these conventions please come up and say hi please like and subscribe mm-hmm. and definitely share our content it really does help out the channel yes it does thank you guys for tuning in All right, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to The Painful Truth of Living with Chronic Pain with Robbie and Sammy. Make sure you like, follow, and subscribe to the Limitless Podcast Network's own channel, Instagram, and all things social media. And we'll see you all real soon.